Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Today is August 1st, 2023. My name is Victor Sweezy, and I'm the editorial intern at Bank Automation News. Today is the fourth episode of our Global Startup Cities series, where we take you to some of the most innovative tech hubs around the world to give you a look at these startup cultures and the markets they serve. Along the way, we'll be talking to fintech founders from these cities about the products they're bringing to market. This episode, we're stopping for an aperitif in Paris to see how the City of Lights became one of Europe's prime entrepreneurship destinations. We'll be talking about open banking, securing VC funding in the current economy, and how President Emmanuel Macron made startups cool in France. Joining me today is the founder of DeFacto, a startup using open APIs to offer embedded lending to small and medium-sized businesses. Please welcome Jordan Julie. First of all, thank you very much for uh, having me today. Uh, so my name is uh, Jordan Julie. Uh, I'm co-founder and uh, CEO at DeFacto. Uh, as you can tell, I'm, uh, I'm French. Uh, I'm a Paris-based uh, French engineer. Uh, I've been working in startups for the past 10 years. Uh, and prior to de facto, I was a co-founder and head of product at Spendesk, uh, which is a spend management solution for SMBs based in Paris. Uh, uh, so I've been, uh, I've been evolving in this uh, fintech.startup uh, uh, Paris scene uh, for the past eight years now. Um, maybe about a word about de facto. So, so we launched de facto uh, a bit more than two years ago uh, with my two co-founders, and we are now 18 people in the team. Uh, uh, basically, the, the problem that we are solving is the, is, is the following. So SMEs uh, uh, in Europe are kind of uh, stuck in the middle between their large customers who are going to pay them in 30, 60, 90 day terms and their large suppliers who are asked to be to be paid very quickly. And this creates huge working capital issues for these SMEs in Europe. And we are basically, we basically want to, to solve this. So we are offering short-term financing to SMEs via our embedded lending, uh, I would say, uh, approach. So, so, so first of all, what, why are we doing an embedded lending to start with? Uh, uh, so we believe that there is a huge opportunity to distribute credit, distribute financing uh, differently. And we are a huge believer of these uh, uh, of the uh, uh, embedded finance trend, where you, as as an SMB, as as a customer, you can ac- access financial services, financial products, not on your bank, uh, uh, I would say, web interface, but from products that you are using on the, on a daily basis. Uh, and in that context, we are offering lending through different types of platforms, different types of SMEs platforms. For example, we're working with B2B marketplaces, neobanks, accounting software, financial software for SMBs, uh, and, and SMBs can access uh, uh, those financing uh, uh, solutions directly from their preferred uh, uh, solutions. And who are some of these fintechs that you partner with? Um, maybe say a little bit about how you embed de facto into these platforms from a technical side, and then what benefit it can provide uh, to customers, existing customers for these fintechs. Yeah, so 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 for the end SMBs, the 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 end cost customers of ours were were actually borrowers basically. Uh, uh, the value proposition it's instant eligibility results. So instead of having to go to your bank upload your, your past financial statements, uh, uh, which are documents that, that can be like one or two years old and wait for a few weeks 
for manual reviews from your bank. With de facto embedded in your favorite solution, you can have uh, uh, basically lending in seconds. And so this instant response for SME, it's a huge differentiation because they can pilot their business and their treasury uh, uh, on a real-time basis. For the platforms that we are working with, for example, we are working with Malt, who is the leading freelance uh, uh, marketplace uh, in Europe. They put in relationship freelancers on the sell side and corporates on the buy side. Uh, uh, so we are working with them. We are working with uh, Conto, who is the biggest uh, uh, B2B neobank in continental Europe. We're also working with Penny Lane uh, and Nibeo, who are uh, accounting software and account payable software for, for SMEs. Uh, so for these guys, those platforms, it's basically differentiation. They can offer a wider set uh, of features to their end customers. Uh, it's retention and it's uh, monetization. Uh, uh, because they can uh, either, they, they usually put these, uh, I would say, lending solutions in premium plans. Uh, so for them, it's an it's a upsell uh, uh, opportunity. I see. And, and how has this notion of embedding lending into these existing fintech platforms grown out of the open banking movement in Europe? Yeah, so uh, uh, just, just a word of, of context before. Uh, so in Europe, you have this uh, uh, Payment Service Directive 2, uh, which, which is commonly called open banking, uh, uh, that, that uh, is live since uh, 2019, I guess, uh, and basically asks uh, banks to uh, expose uh, the financial data of their customers via API. And, you, and following this, you have like, I would say, huge industry, huge uh, uh, number of players that, that uh, uh, got built uh, on top of those, you have like payment aggregation players or payment initiation players who are basically offering uh, uh, to the ecosystem uh, access to bank data via API and also payment initiation via API. So that, that's one thing on the, on the one hand. And so second, so how we leverage that, this at, at de facto? Uh, so credit is not new, right? Uh, uh, there's always been uh, uh, need for credit. There will always be need for credit. But I would say the two uh, assumptions that we are making is that we can innovate in terms of distribution and in terms of scoring. So on the distribution side, we are leveraging, uh, uh, we are making the bet of embedded lending uh, because this drives, uh, I would say, uh, uh, user experience to a next level. And on the underwriting side, uh, thanks to open banking, there are huge levels uh, of automations in terms of the data that you can access to, the data that you can process to uh, build your scoring and, and run your, your models. So, you know, given the existence of this open banking ecosystem um, and in Europe and, you know, this, this growing startup scene in France, maybe we can zoom out a bit and can you tell me a little bit about the startup ecosystem in France, maybe compared to the rest of Europe, and then maybe also compared to the US and, and maybe draw some contrast there? Yeah, sure. So, so obviously very proud of uh, uh, what's going on in France nowadays. Uh, if, we, if, we, if, we put us out, if we put aside all the riots and stuff uh, due to some, uh, I would say, uh, 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 you know, necessary po political reforms, uh, uh, I, I think it's been it's been a few years since France is uh, and Paris 
is the second hub uh, in terms of uh, startup investments uh, in Europe, uh, London, London being the first. And I think Paris one uh, is winning against uh, Berlin, uh, has been winning against Berlin for the, for the past few years. Uh, so 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 the, the startup scene in 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 Paris is pretty young, right? Uh, wh when I launched my first startup ten years ago, uh, uh, it was like a very small ecosystem, very few uh, uh, French uh, VC firms, uh, very few investments, no accelerators or like incubators program, uh, and now you have like the biggest names uh, in terms of VC, like, uh, I don't know, Sequoia, Axel, Index, uh, uh, A16Z, uh, just to name a few, uh, who are investing more and more in Paris. Uh, they don't have Paris offices yet. Uh, they still uh, uh, kind of uh, are based in London and, and operating from there, uh, but still it's promising. Uh, in Paris now, you have the biggest uh, incubator uh, of startups in, 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 uh, in Europe. Uh, it's called Station F, and I think it's the uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a place where you can have like more than 1,000 startups. Uh, so 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 the, 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 there's a real uh, ecosystem that is also maturing. Uh, you have more and more, I would say, uh, uh, licorns uh, in uh, in France, and you have, I would say, uh, more and more second or third time founders uh, who manage to uh, exit their first co co company. Uh, uh, reinvest a bit as angel investor on the one hand and uh, launch new startups uh, on the on the other hand. So it's both a growing ecosystem and a maturing ecosystem, which is uh, very exciting. Yeah, and and I think you know from from a government perspective, uh, President Emmanuel Macron has been you know involved in trying to to add some fuel to that fire in terms of France's uh, startup ecosystem and that's kind of been one of his campaign promises and something that he's made as a as a policy goal. Can you say a little bit more about some of his policies and maybe the ways that the government has uh helped create and grow France as you know what he calls a startup nation? Yeah so 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 first of all uh uh President Macron uh uh kind of uh what I say uh, uh, made startups, you know, uh, uh, be cool, right? Uh, and so he, he, he evangelized, I would say, uh, uh, working in a startups, uh, uh, you know, taking risk, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, all these kind of values uh, uh, that before him was not that uh, was not, I would say, the preferred uh, career path for. Uh, uh, French uh, engineers or business guys, etc. The, the, the preferred career paths were more doing bank or consulting, etc. And now I would say uh, uh, being an entrepreneur and aiming for success, uh, aiming for monetary success as well, uh, is, uh, is more broadly accepted uh, in France uh, on the one hand. Uh, and second, uh, uh, I think uh, President Macron contributed to build, uh, uh, to increase confidence in terms of uh, from investors uh, in France. Uh, and that's that that's really a big part of it, right? It, you need to build long term confidence from investors to attract investments, to uh, uh, develop projects and to kind of uh, have this, uh, 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 the whole ecosystem maturing. Uh, and lastly, uh, there are more and more uh, uh, funds uh, from either like uh, uh, the French public bank that is called BPI, uh, 
uh, and also more and more uh, uh, investment firms, French investment firms that are dedicating, uh, I would say, funds, uh, funds and investments to startups and to innovation. So all of that is, is contributing to, to, to growing the, uh, the ecosystem. So what's the what's the environment like in Paris now for entrepreneurs? And, you know, maybe what is that? What does that have to do with you know Paris's rich cultural history legacy? How does that history play in with the current uh, startup environment? Yeah, so so I've been I've been based in Paris for for, for the past ten years, but my my, my co-founders are uh, I've both had uh, uh, some some pretty extensive uh, uh, international experiences, so they can definitely compare Paris today compared to Paris like ten five years ago, and a few things. We see more and more, uh, I would say, French guys uh, who've been to uh, uh, working in the U.S. Uh, uh, in the past few years or in London, etc., coming back to France, actually, and kind of uh, importing all their knowledge or their experiences in, in the in, in the Silicon Valley or in New York or in other uh, uh, um, startup hubs. Uh, and contribute to uh, uh, bringing back uh, uh, knowledge, expertise, experience uh, uh, to Paris. That, that's one thing. Uh, another thing that, that I can say is that compared to other places, the cost of, of hiring engineers is uh, uh, much cheaper in Paris compared to the US. Uh, and so you can see companies uh, uh, that uh, have their, I would say, R&D hub uh, in Paris, uh, although they are they they have their uh, uh, their sales and marketing you know functions in the U.S. to basically sell uh, on the on the in the U.S. market. So you know, looking forward into the future, what are some fintechs coming out of Paris that you think our listeners should be watching? Uh, what are, what are some fintechs that you think are pretty exciting coming out of Paris right now? We are so super uh, at de facto. We we really like. Uh, uh, the fintechs that allow us to bring automation to a next level. Uh, and in that context, we are working with two, I would say, banking providers, uh, uh, which are uh, Swan and MemoBank. Uh, so Swan is a banking as a service provider, and MemoBank is actually a bank. They, they have this uh, credit institution license, but they build their, uh, uh, I would say, bank banking offering uh, uh, with an API-first approach. Uh, and I think, uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's great. Uh, and the last one that, that I would like to mention is uh, uh, one of our earliest uh, uh, partners, Spinny Lane, who are basically, uh, you know, building, I would say, quick bo- QuickBooks uh, in France, and they are kind of uh, uh, in- innovating in this uh, uh, accounting uh, uh, space. Thank you for that. Um, and you just raised a 167 million euro securitization in partnership with City and Viola Credit. Uh, so tell me about what you're planning to do with with that new raise. Yes, so so it's uh, so basically we're super happy to to be partnering with uh, uh, Citigroup, uh, which is uh, you know one of the largest uh, uh, banks in the world, uh, and we're also working again with Viola Credit, uh, which has been our, our uh, partner since uh, since day one almost. Uh, basically, the the the, the announce was uh, uh, 167 million euro up to 167 million euro uh, debt facility that will allow uh, basically de facto to originate uh, as much loans uh, uh, to our end customers and refinance those loans with uh, uh, the two partners that we mentioned. So so it's basically for us the opportunity uh, to lend up to 1 billion euro per year 
to the European uh, uh, SME ecosystem that we that we like a lot, and uh, work on this uh, uh, on, on refinancing those loans with the two great partners that uh, that, that we mentioned. You've been listening to the Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.